Thanks for joining us for 1590 Afterwards, where we sit and discuss today's events on the KVTA Morning Show. I'm Big Tom, and joining me as always, Spence. How was the show this morning? Oh, it was great. We had a lot of fun, and you know, it's uh, Friday's always packed with entertainment and a lot of uh, information that we get. The Raceway in uh, Ventura with Jim Naylor, very passionate about that. So it's the What's Going On This Weekend show, and your show tonight for Giggles. Oh, yeah. I've got the Giggles show, and I saw Vern was here. He's all pumped up, excited about it, and we get everybody's got stuff going on this weekend. It's good stuff, and it's fun. And in the show uh, from this morning, another thing I wanted to expand on is this EV thing. Do you have any interest in buying an electric vehicle? Not currently. I've no I don't it doesn't register with me. It doesn't hit me at all. Now, a couple of years back, maybe 3 years, 4 years, I was starting to grind the numbers and I said, you know, the price of gas, price of this, the price of that. I was on the lot, so close to buying an electric vehicle. It just didn't happen for a bunch of reasons. And now I have to say I'm kind of glad uh, because with the EV and the way they're trying to just force it upon us, we've got two huge issues that everybody is talking about. One flat out is price. Mm -hmm. Suckers are expensive. Right. Really expensive. And the government gives you a little kickback, which I think is ridiculous on a free market, because if it was really good, people would buy it. You wouldn't need a little help for it. The other one, I'm hearing all of these stories about people pulling up and not being able to use chargers. Oh. So you go to to, uh, get your car filled with electricity to charge up your battery and next thing you know it's not working now with gasoline have you ever run out of gas i've run out of gas before a couple times yes i have never ever i did once but it was my brother he he drove the car my mom said it's on empty would you drive it and see what happened i got like 100 yards from the house and i had to run to the gas station but what's the advantage when you run out of gasoline Somebody brings you a gallon, you chug it in, then you go. Right. When you run out with electric, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. You know, the way you got to get charged up. So all those little conveniences and inconveniences are hitting the EV market. And it's just not kicking into any kind of gear that they want. So like right now, I'm totally on the sidelines. They're too expensive. And I and the other thing is I hate to be forced to do anything. Right. Yeah. It's that aggravation. We are going to not let you buy a new car as of 2035. Well, by 2035, they'll have taken my license away from me, I'm sure. And they'll just say, <laughs> you sit over there and I'll be all about Uber. But having that you know, level, Governor Newsom has chosen to make that. So new car sales as of 2035 aren't going to be uh, the ICE cars, as they call them now, internal combustion engine. Wow. Well, you have to think there's time for that to be uh, turned around as well, though. So you never really know. I mean, I, it just doesn't seem feasible to me. I mean, all of a sudden, because right now you have when you see those fields that have all those charging stations and they have all those cars sitting out there like they're, we're going to need significantly more charging stations. We're going to need more availability and they've got to figure out how to charge. I mean, the Tesla's charge pretty fast, but everything else takes forever to charge. They got to figure out that part of it, too. Whenever you go to get your charge, you know, you can charge at the house. But then that's another thing to charge at like 210. You have to get that unit, and that's another couple of grand to put that in. But the other thing that everybody hits on, uh, we've had brownouts without all these electric cars. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen when we have everybody plugging in to get juice? What's going to be going on then? Sundays are going to become a huge draw because everybody wants their car set up for Monday on the general work week. So you know what it's going to be? And for all, and I appreciate you environmentalists, There was no bigger tree hugger than me when I was a youngster. I was really, 
and I still am. I recycle. I, I think I do the right thing. But when you look at generating this power, they're going to do it with nukes. And the tree huggers' heads are going to explode right. because the only thing we can use that will be really, really good and efficient will be nukes. And nobody's going to want to hear that. Yeah. Want a nuke plant in your backyard? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and then you've got all these solar farms where the birds fly over them and they explode because they're getting hit by the uh, the hot, you know, they're, they're getting hit by the heat. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's one of the things that's happening. So again, I'm not against anything. Just don't push it on me. Yeah, let's get it figured out first. And then when it's really feasible and it makes sense for everybody, then let's go ahead and say, let's all jump in. And I think that's that's the key moment for me. So that done, the ASPCA. Now, you work with an organization that is a charitable organization. I know of these people. And they're pretty clean, pretty upfront, and you see the work they do. Right, absolutely. The they they fill the needs of the community, and they the the funds that go into that building are used in a, in a really um, judicious manner. Is that the way you would say it? I yeah. think that's a big word <laughs> for me. It is, yeah. But but I do feel like that it's uh, it's you know there's not just like this crazy spending. It's not like money's coming in and going into pockets of you know people just getting richer. It's it's you know services going throughout the community and it's it's important I think that these organizations do that. Like if you're if if somebody thinks they're giving money for an organization to to help out the community, that's what they need to do. And like I say with project understanding, I have an issue, we have an issue in Fillmore where there's some homeless, some drug addiction and and just the typical things you hear with the homeless and they're taking care of that. It's nice to see the work getting done. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of you folks out there and we all love animals, I think everybody can have their have their hand up on that one. One of the country's most prominent animal welfare groups, we've heard of it for years, is having some issues, and that is the ASPCA. On this article, 2% of budget to pet shelters while hoarding millions of dollars is being pushed into offshore Caribbean accounts. What the heck is going on? Oh, man. If you kick out 100 bucks for something, you kind of want to know that it's being used for the reason you want it to. And this is apparently a big deal. The Center for the Environment and Welfare, CEW, a newly formed think tank, announced this week the launch of a paid media campaign to expose the duplicity of the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. I think these organizations have to be out there. Mm -hmm. You have to know. Because think of all the passionate people who have volunteered hours, who have put in cash, and that's why it's important to look around the community and find places like Carl, find Spark, and find those people where you know what's going on locally. Folks, we on the KVTA Morning Show and throughout uh, you know, my existence have always asked people to donate, whether it's the Foster Kids, American Cancer Society. We want you to know your money's going to a good place. Right. But 2%, that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. And if you're really concerned about an organization like that, like say you you, you know you want to donate to Spark, but you're not comfortable with a, a writing a check or cash, then you, you donate items. Spark is yeah. obviously 
an amazing organization and there's no question about the way they do things because they they help our community like a lot over there roll in with a barrel of kibble yeah you you, you can do something like that just find out what they need and do it like jim durand with the city center Uh, there's a lot of stuff they're they're always asking for toiletries and things like that now jim i've worked with a bunch of times you can actually see the work being done there and it's fantastic so uh just a little heads up for you you hear it a lot but that article and by the way, I got that off of uh, Fox News. And if you want to check into it, I think everybody should take a little look. And maybe they'll come out with an explanation. Who knows? But it doesn't look real good right now. This is the Center for the Environment and Welfare, CEW. It's a newly formed think tank that wants to make sure wherever you're donating your cash, it goes to a good and worthy cause and the one you wanted it to. And this is all about the ASPCA, uh, the Cruelty to animals must be stopped. One of our favorite comics, Ricky Gervais, is a huge proponent of being kind to animals. Right, right. And he pushes this all the time. And when people say, you mean you'll give money to an animal rather? And he goes, yeah, actually I will. (laughs) Sure. And he just smiles and nods the way Gervais does. And he goes, yes, I actually do. I do that. Any other questions? And it's funny because that's his passion. Right. And, And that's where it goes in that that's uh, what counts. So you came up with a great one as we uh, began this morning when you walked into the studio. A really solid topic. Yeah. So last night I was, uh, you know, doing my regular dad stuff. You know, we getting through homework and doing dinner and all that. And I had to rush back to Santa Paula because we had a, a, an event at the school. Uh, my sweet little daughter, Madison, was going to be in the talent show. And uh, my initial reaction was, man, I really don't want to do this. And I started thinking, how do I get out of it? And then it hit me. I'm a stand-up comic, and I invite people to my shows. And I want people – what kind of a person, what kind of a dad would I be if I'm trying to get out of going to her show? Like she's asked me to go to so little of her stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's so – we went to the went to the talent show, and of course she she did great, and she did her hula hoop. What they do, what they did for the show last night was they kind of combined acts. So there was like three or four girls that did hula hoop, and they were like, "Oh, we'll put Maddie in there with her pogo stick." So Maddie jumped around the stage on her pogo stick in front of four girls uh, dancing in their hula hoops. But it's an interesting thing when you get the the. Um, you know, the talent show and you get all those kids together and, you know, you could see the different reactions. Some of the parents are really, really excited to be there. Some of the parents are like looking at their watches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic though. Yeah. With me, I, I had the same thing. You know, I have a 20 year old, so I went uh, through a lot of that with Cole and I also have Aubrey and I dedicated myself for the exact same reason. I thought, how many times have I asked people to come and support me? These are my own children. The other thing that's great about them, there's going to be some clunkers and clinkers. But the kids are out there. They're trying. You want to appreciate it. It's great exposure. Gives them confidence. So we went to one in particular that with this one kid comes up. He's like in the fifth grade. And he came out as a stand-up comic. And he ended doing what would be like a lot of Borscht Belt, Henny Youngman style. But I will tell you, they were all old jokes, but the kid just snapped. Nice. And, and I mean, in a good way. And he was, just, and the way he looked around, and he was so good. Gosh, he was, he was just great. And Cole, my son, they were doing weird Al Yankovic take off and it's called I'm So Handy. I don't even know what the song is uh, that they were doing 
I don't know what song it was a parody on. I thought they were lip syncing. Really? But they were actually singing. Wow. And uh, Cole went out there, and when he did his one little thing, he did this uh, hip thrust. And the crowd blew up on it. They, they thought <laughs> it was really funny. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, the kid can do that. Now, did he follow into any entertainment? No. But for that moment, it was great. Yeah. And a lot of the kids out there, you just see what they're doing. The other thing is, I heard the song from Frozen, I think, eight times. Yeah. Because they'll, like, get into a groove, and mm -hmm. that will become like the song of the night that every little girl. And the one thing about these talent shows, as we all know, there's one kid in there who can really sing. That's true. And you just say, wow, that kid's got chops. And there's kids that would sound like me. And it, it doesn't <laughs> go over so well. But the idea of this, this kind of talent contest, it's almost like karaoke. Right. You've karaoke. Oh, yeah, uh, quite a few times. And... I'm not very good, but I like to, you know. Who do you I, pick? Who's your pick? Usually Lou Rawls because I've got the deep voice yeah, thing. Yeah, you got that. You Lou can never find. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lou had that. So what I did when I karaoke, I went up and I saw Johnny Cash. And I thought, okay, he's so like straight ahead. Then you realize the nuances of Johnny Cash when you hold the mic. Mm -hmm. It was horrid. I, I was horrible. I mean, it was awful. And when I was done, it was just one time I ever did it. And right when I got into it, I realized, man, this ain't working. The <laughs> second my voice went over those speakers, wow. And you're not even, you don't get wrapped up to it even where, wow, I'm kind of grooving. Nothing. It, and I picked Johnny Cash on purpose. Now, Johnny Cash is great, but it's one of those voices that I kind of thought I could nail. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. Yeah, it didn't work out. It's not far off from talking. That's yeah, what it feels it, it like is. when you listen to him. Yeah, it's pretty good that way. And then I had a friend in the old days worked at this radio station, and she'd get up and she could just belt. Oh. And so we all said, you know, Stacy, wait till the end. Wait till the end. Yeah. <laughs> Do that thing at the end because we know you're going to tear the joint up. So the talent shows, if your kids are in them, Everybody goes to them, and there's so much fun. You know, Colleen and the kids still even support the kids in other grades that are doing those, and they will go to the talent shows, and they will, you know, stand up for the kids and applaud just to fill the seats. I think it's a very kind thing to do. Yeah, I think that's so, too. That's really cool. I like that they go back and support. So what do you think the, uh, the, the daughter's uh, ultimate, uh, is she showing anything? Because with Cole, I'm pretty clear on where he's going and mm -hmm. what his interests are. It's hard to say. Like yeah. she really likes to be challenged, and so I think that it's gonna. It might take her a little while to find what she wants. She's done like the Boulder Dash thing, and she'll go straight mm -hmm. up. And like, but she's you know, I, I feel like whatever she decides she wants to do, she's probably gonna do it better than anybody else. So I don't. I try not to worry about her too much. Her personality reminds me a lot of a lot of the fighters that I know who had mm -hmm. to kind of like find their own way. You know. Yeah, with me, it, it does make me nervous right now. And I'm looking because I, I can tell my daughter, Aubrey, has skills. And I just wonder how many of you parents out there listening are, have the same things. Because some people just have baby Einsteins and they know they're going to go off and they're going to go to um, you know, a Harvard-type mm -hmm. school and they're going to kick butt. But I think both of us have uh, children who are a little chaotic in a good way in their heads. Yeah. And they come up with things where I look and I go, really? <laughs> and it's uh, at 14 and 15. How old's daughter? 13 and 11. Yeah. yeah. See, and you look at that, and it's uh, I can now feel the grind that um, that goes through parents' hearts because you do want your kids to have all that fun when they're youngsters, really have fun, but then also tell them, you know, there's going to be a turn, and I try to do the positive spin on it, I hope, where I, Cole goes, 
Dad, I really don't want it. That doesn't sound attractive at all. You know, it's yeah. kind of cool when you drive it. I said, but then you'll be in charge making the money and you'll get to totally make all your own decisions mm-hmm. when you get the good gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, boy. But I'll tell you, for me, it's nerve wracking. Yeah, it is for me, too. You always want to, want them to do better than you did, for sure. And 10 years ago, when Cole said, Dad, I want to be in radio, get out of the car. <laughs> get out of the car. You're walking the rest of the way. It's like, no, you won't. No, you won't. And maybe he could be brilliant. I don't know. But it's like the footsteps will be <laughs> elsewhere, sir. And we've ended this conversation today. Yeah, absolutely not. Ain't going to happen. Uh, but that is one of the things. So if there's a talent show out there, and your kids are involved, it's a cool thing, play along. Yeah, get out there and support them. And that goes a long ways with them, too, because knowing that you you have that support, you remember that. I remember all the stuff my parents went to. Sure, in school plays, whatever it is, even if your kid's a tree, uh, just support it and uh, and get in there and hang. Uh, so uh, anybody who's hearing this, like, right now, they could still plenty of time to get ready, catch a date for your giggle show. Yeah, very well. Could. Yeah, we always have giggles the last Friday of every month right there at the beautiful hangar bar and grill in Santa Paula at the airport. And uh, just go to gigglslive.com and you can find that information. And I'm looking for something to do because the family has left me. All right, that wraps it up for today. Good fun, good times. Yeah, thank you for listening to 1590 Afterwards. Great job, Spence. And I look forward to our next episode, 1590 Afterwards.